Hi guys, welcome to Psyched Combos on Psychology, Relationships and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to be talking about narcissism. So before we dive into the episode today, I just wanted to quickly talk about our 13-day self-esteem challenge. It is just wrapping up. Today is the 12th day, so we only have a few days left, uh, but it went really well. Some of the, the women in there had some really great takeaways, um, had a lot of self-awareness and new realizations about where their low self-esteem came from and all that stuff. So it was really great. Um, and if you had did not get a chance to join that challenge, you could still go ahead and join the Facebook group for that because we are going to be still posting in there. It's still a really great community of supportive people who are there to help you through your low self-esteem and help. Um, we're going to be still posting tips and things in there to uh, in improve your self-esteem. Um, we also wanted to talk about the Illuminate Your Inner Light programs and course we are offering. So uh, if you didn't get a chance to do the 13-day self-esteem challenge, but you know that you want to improve your self-esteem, uh, we are offering three-month programs where we are going to be taking you step-by-step step through everything you need to know to really get an understanding of your self-esteem and how to improve and maintain it. And so if you are interested in that, there's a link in the show notes where you can take a look and see which program would be a good fit for you. And if you are not sure which one would be good for you, um, we also are offering some calls. So if you want to book a call with us, we will definitely be here to help you decide which one is right for you or if any is right for you. So don't hesitate to book a call if you have questions either. All right, we will go ahead and dive into the episode. Okay. Okay, so today we are talking about narcissism. <laughs> so this is a yeah. pretty um, interesting topic, I guess. Um, I think some pretty, people know a lot about it. Yeah, and I think it's very uh, prominent. The word is very prominently used these days. Yeah, I think a lot more people are like, much more aware of it today, um, right. and use it maybe not not always correctly, <laughs> not completely accurately, right? Exactly. So we def we're going to start with our, the misconceptions around narcissism, and then we'll dive into more about it. So the first misconception is narcissists think they're better than everyone else. Um, in reality, that's not true. Narcissism is actually uh, comes from low self esteem. Right, right. Um, they really need actually their self-confidence built up from uh, external sources. So they need a lot of, um, you know, other people to um, build them up. And so um, that's really what's going on when they're um, uh, behaving, when you, when they appear to be behaving in a narcissistic way, um, they're really um, trying to get that attention and approval of others. Right, exactly. So they may portray it on the outside that they're much more confident uh, when in reality it's just more of a cover. Right, right. Yeah. All right, so the next misconception, which is definitely, I think, one that most people still believe, uh, is that younger generations are more narcissistic. And <laughs> there is uh, no evidence actually to say that that's true. Um, I think this misconception comes a lot from social media. And also I think more people are aware of the term and aware of what narcissism is. And so people are, since they, there's more awareness around it, more people just assume that it's around more. Um, right. And with social media, of course, there's the misconception that all these people who are posting on there who are like, look at me, look at me, that's doesn't like, yes, that's maybe an, an inflated sense of ego, but it's not, um, it's not exactly narcissism either. 
Right. There's a lot more components that um, make somebody uh, a narcissist. So, um, yeah, just the um, visual looking and how 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 great they look or whatever um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're a narcissist. Exactly. exactly. And I think it's more I, th I think of anything. Um, because of social media, it's not narcissism that's really more prevalent. It's anxiety and, and fear of everyone's looking at me and like, oh, I have to put this, it's almost like you had to put this facade, facade. on, or like this show on, and, and it right. comes off as narcissistic when in reality, these people are just really anxious and, and have low self-esteem and care so much about what other people think. And I, yeah, that's not I think narcissism necessarily. Exactly. And I think, just think about how many people, um, say that they do feel worse about themselves when they see people on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, so it is, you know, because, uh, so I think, um, and, and maybe they're presenting in a certain way to give the impression that things are going well, or they're, mm -hmm. they're in a perfect situation. So I, I do think definitely, yeah, it's more coming from an anxiety and um, sense of, you know, lack of feeling good about themselves. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people are comparing and like we said, like most people, I mean, and I know this is true for people I know, like no one, most people aren't posting like the bad things that are happening in their life. Right. They're only posting the good things. So we can't judge someone and say that they're narcissistic based on their social media page because right. you know, that's not their real life necessarily. Not exactly. Posting, you know, they're only <laughs> posting the good things. <laughs> right. Right. So it seems like it's more prevalent now when in reality, there's no evidence to show that there's actually more narcissism uh, mm -hmm. today or in the younger generations. Yeah. All right. So the next misconception is narcissists can't form close relationships. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, actually they, they can, um, a lot of times they're very charming initially. And so, um, people do kind of are gravitate toward them. Um, you know, or they'll, um, uh, they'll be very loving and, um, you know, trying to show that they have very sincere kind of loving, uh, they present themselves that way to people that they want to bring into their circle. Right. Um, so they may form them initially, but then typically as time goes on, the truth of what, who they really are starts to come out. And so then they end up uh, losing those relationships. Right. So they're so, able to form yeah. them, just not necessarily able to keep them. Right. And the, and the thing is, is that unfortunately people get pulled in because mm -hmm. of the, how they are in the first place. Um, and then they find themselves in this type of relationship with, um, you know, sometimes not even know what, knowing what hit them. Uh, and then, um, you know, uh, then they realize, you know, really who the person is. So so right. it can be very devastating for a person who's in a relationship with a narcissist um, uh, to their overall sense of self. Right. All right. So now we are going to go into exactly what narcissism is. So I think a really key thing that we all first want to touch on is there is a difference between narcissistic personality disorder and just narcissism as a personality trait. Um, most people if you're going to be talking about narcissism, they fall into, they just have a narcissistic personality or that's a trait of theirs. Not many people are have narcissistic personality disorder. That's a very small percentage of people. And that's the very extreme version of narcissism. And I think a good way to look at it is it does fall on a continuum. 
-hmm. you know, so, um, there's, there's the healthy, uh, healthy personality. And then as you go to the one direction toward, um, narcissistic personality disorder, increasingly you have more and more narcissistic traits to a point that then the narcissistic personality disorder would actually mean that now that is, um, basically the person who has that it's really affecting their life um and some it's it's interesting because someone with that somehow will will just not ever admit to themselves that they're doing something wrong that it's something to do with them um, at their own peril you know they'll just kind of run themselves in the to the ground saying for sure that they admit before they will admit right Mm -hmm. so that would be somebody obviously they're destroying their life because they can't admit to themselves that this is um you know their issue and not everybody else's right and i think someone who maybe just has narcissistic personality traits are a little more malleable and may be able to uh realize that they their ways are damaging and wrong and they may have they have more of a, a possibility and chance to change right the further right. on the spectrum you go towards the personality disorder, the less likely you can change that person. Right. And the, the reason for that is because if you, uh, if you think that nothing's wrong with you, then why would you want to change? Why would you start wanting to think that it's you rather than other people? So, yeah. the, so you know, there, there's no incentive mm-hmm. um, only, but, um, but it, the less narcissistic traits you have, the more chance you are willing to look at yourself. Right. Exactly. Um, Okay. So we'll go into the traits. These are all more narcissistic. I guess I would describe them as these are the traits of narcissistic personality disorder. And then people who just have narcissism and are narcissistic have some of these traits, not all of these traits, or like less um, extreme versions of these traits, Mm -hmm. if that sounds correct to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So some of these are, they have a complete lack of empathy, grandiose sense of self-importance, preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success or power or beauty or love. Uh, They believe they are special and unique and can only be understood by or can associate with people of that status as well. They have a sense of entitlement. They need excessive admiration. They also envy others or believe that others are envious of them and they're just usually very arrogant or display arrogant behaviors and like we said um these were the narcissistic personality disorder traits so someone who has narcissism like we said maybe they don't completely lack empathy but they do have slight lack of empathy for people so things like that so there's pick and choose um from that if they have sort of some of these traits or less extreme versions then they're just more narcissistic Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, um, there's what you would call, there's two distinctions. I know they actually do break them down even more, but these are kind of the two broader categories. Uh, one of more covert narcissism versus overt narcissism. So the overt would be more identifiable because we're used to seeing that it's more, uh, visible. They tend to be loud, Um, you know, they show their arrogance, they're insensitive to uh, the needs of others. Um, They really uh, are thirsty for compliments. And 
it kind of shows like they're the um they're the life of the room you know they kind of are yeah center of attention right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Whereas um, the covert narcissist sometimes can almost appear shy or vulnerable. Um, So it would be more of a closeted narcissism, if you will. Um, So people that are more like this, they don't necessarily outwardly demonstrate arrogance or entitlement. Um, but what they will do is um, they'll, they'll sometimes put themselves down and seem kind of anxious um, about what others think, um, rather than be very open about, but they'll be more subtle about how they, um, how they do their, how they present their, um, narcissism in terms of, um, maybe exploitive behavior or lack of empathy, um, that kind of thing. Even even with grandiose se- sense of self-importance, they do that in a much more subtle way so that you're kind of left not really knowing what exactly is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you realize after thinking about it for a little while uh, what's going on. So, so it's much more subtle. Um, right, actually exactly. more, I think, more destructive to people as mm-hmm. well because you aren't really clear that that's who they are and so they kind of come up on you by surprise well it seems like Um, they maybe are the more manipulative yeah exactly because they're not really showing their true true form um i think unfortunately in politics i think there are a lot of subtle Mm -hmm. (laughs) narcissists that we're not aware of so yeah right exactly um and i wanted to touch on this real quick before we move on but really where narcissism comes from, it's not a surplus of self-esteem. It's actually a very lacking low self-esteem where they feel that they need all these external things and they need all this uh, validation and attention or admiration from others. Uh, And they, they do think there's a sense of specialness and a desire to be the center of attention, but it's not because they have this confidence in themselves. It's actually the, the opposite. They're really trying to, um, they're really trying trying to uh, confirm an image and ex- a, a grander image of themselves. So mm-hmm. that's why they need it supported by the outside because they don't really feel it, but they're trying to uh, confirm this for themselves that they're they're this there's this grander image of who they are. Right. And so they need that outside recognition for that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now the important one part. So how to tell if you're in a relationship with a narcissist. So yeah, I think this is a big one. <laughs> really big because I think sometimes <clears throat> this is so misunderstood and um people don't know exactly what hit them. So I think right. this is an important point. <laughs> right. To help you yeah. clarify get clarification and validation. Uh, that to make sure that you know what's happening, basically. That it's not you. Yeah. (laughs) It's the other person. Right, right. Okay, so so some signs that you are in a relationship with a narcissist. And again, this doesn't have to necessarily mean a romantic relationship. It could also mean parent or close friend. Friends, yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, it's more apparent when you're closer to the person. And so usually that is going to be parent child or romantic partner but definitely doesn't only apply to that right. okay so 
some signs. Uh, they're repeatedly attempting to isolate you from friends and family. So they question when you're going out with people more or making you feel guilty even possibly for going right. out with friends and family and not I think spending a, enough time with them. Yeah, because I think a misconception is sometimes people say, well, uh, my boyfriend or girlfriend, oh, they let me go out. They don't tell me I can't go out with somebody or go out with friends or whatever it is. And I think the difference though is that Okay, they that may be the case, but if if by uh, that person saying um, the the partner is saying, oh no, I don't care if you go out, but if they start um, showing like anger or resentment, even or kind of tones of voice that are show, indicating otherwise, mm -hmm. then that is saying no they don't really want you to well, that's go out the, that's manipulative right. manipulative behavior so right, yeah they're right. saying that yeah okay it's okay but they're really but basically it's like almost that feeling like you know i'm gonna get you know you're gonna get punished for it later almost right right so so they're they're words don't and they're gonna make follow their guilty actions and things right. like that for doing that right so that's still isolating you because even though they're saying exactly. you can go out you're like gonna start probably being like oh i guess this time i won't because i know that i'd rather not have the issue of dealing with my partner when i get home right and that's why i bring that up just because i know a lot of people that i've worked with that will say no my partner is fine with me doing that but there's this underlying guilt feeling that they have yes. and they feel like maybe they shouldn't and it's because the partner is actually sending the message through their tone of voice or their their uh, physical behavior that mm -hmm. no it's really not okay right exactly so, so that's an, yeah. Yeah, definitely important to remember that mm -hmm. um, Another sign is that rules apply to you, but not to them. So again, I mean, we could also, again, talk about this issue, but when they go out, it doesn't matter. Right. It's totally exactly. fine. You, like, they would get mad at you if you, you made you them feel guilty at all. Yeah, they'd be like, <laughs> they would have a fit about it. Right. So that is an example of rules applying to you, but not to them. Right. Um, another sign is just, again, manipulative behavior. That was an example, but there are other forms of manipulation in a relationship uh, that you should be on the lookout for. Yes. Then uh, also, do you have any examples or do you? Well, I was just going to say, we'll, we will address that in a little bit later here. Yes. Um, yes more true. detail, but right. yeah. Um, and then also another sign is, and this again, I think is definitely more with the overt narcissist, but right. they are very charming and charismatic at first. Yes. So that's kind of how they wrap you in and get you, uh, involved very quickly. And they seem like, oh, this, this almost like too good to be true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They draw people in definitely, mm -hmm. uh, when, cause they have that charm, that presentation of, um, you know. Uh, I think of, I, th I think of Hitler. <laughs> he was very, supposedly very charismatic. <laughs> so, well, I'm sure most of those dictators were. Yeah, I can't well, imagine absolutely. a dictator being a, uh, not uh, like, you know, someone who is a good person or who absolutely. does have empathy. <laughs> right. And so. it doesn't mean that everyone who is charismatic has that either again, right. but definitely, I, like I said, Hitler is probably one of the ones that, comes to mind with yeah. a severe <laughs> right uh, case um, yeah. and then and then um, it's actually the relationship is more transactional for them so mm -hmm. they look at what they can get from it rather than just having a fulfilling loving relationship where the give and the take is equal 
yeah, it's not about having a fulfilling relationship. It's about what can I get from you? Right. How, are, how can I use this relationship to my benefit is right. sort of what it so is. So I think, I, I think a sign of this could be maybe um, when you're out with people or at an event or when you're in public, they treat you probably very differently than, than when you're at home. Right. Well, maybe like kind of like showing that, you off or exactly that exactly behavior, but then that's like you make them look you. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You make them look good with, because for whatever reason, and then, yeah, but they behave very differently. Exactly. At home when you're alone with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another sign is pay attention to the relationships that they had before you. So do they have long-term friendships and, and obviously family is a little bit different because typically when you're with family, you stick around with your family no matter what, but right. if they don't have some long-term friendships in place. Uh, that could be a sign that they ha- are narcissistic because they aren't able to maintain those relationships. Also stress, um, uh, you know, severed family relationships though. There's a lot of times you will have somebody who doesn't have any relationship with any of their family members and yeah. yet the other people are. And, and again, it doesn't mean hundred percent, but that could be one reason why right. they don't have a relationship with their family. Yeah. So that's definitely another one to pay attention to. Um, if they put you down and are like saying it's joking, or if they're always picking on you, if you feel like you never do anything right, these are all, I guess, somewhat manipulative behaviors, but that's like a very common thing where they're kind of just yeah. doing small digs and small things that really just don't make you feel good. They might say, oh, I'm just joking. You're being mm-hmm. too sensitive. Yes. Um, yet <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is a form <laughs> of manipulation. And, um, you know, there, there is some meaning behind it. Right. right. For, for them, there is a, a, a strategy behind it to start kind of causing you to start losing your sense of yourself or your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And then the feeling like never, you never can do anything right. I think this is a, comes down to probably more the control factor. So like I can, I picture someone like, you know, not a, like, oh, oh, basically like hovering over your shoulder while you're cooking a dinner or something like that. And like pointing out everything that you're maybe not doing to what they think is correct. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's so, coming down to that control factor in the relationship. Right. Right. And then you're not, you start not feeling like you can do anything right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So another sign, I know you want to, you can go into more detail on this, but the love bombing, which we touched on, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times this would be more in like love relationships, although it it could be in friendships too. Mm -hmm. Um, But that some, somebody will come on very strong and kind of say, oh, you're like the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, how come it took so long to find you? Like kind of almost putting you on a pedestal, but for but no, having known you only for a very short period of time and not really knowing you. Right. So it almost seems odd. You know, it almost seems too good to be true, yet you're swept off your feet because you're like, oh my goodness, how, you know, somebody cares about me so much. So it's very um, kind of, destabilizes you, you know, shocks you. You're kind of, um, don't have complete sense of awareness of what's going on. Um, so you kind of get swept up. Yeah. Right. And then, um, a few other signs. Then I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but then, but what happens then is that after a little while, uh, 
you know, if you think about it, if you're on a pedestal, eventually you fall down because we're all human. We all have make mistakes. So yeah. what happens is that all of a sudden, or maybe just gradually think actually gradually things start changing and the narcissist will start finding negative things about mm -hmm. you. And you'll be again thrown because you're like, well, in the beginning I was, he thought I was, or she thought I was perfect and what's going on. And, you know, I must be doing something wrong. So, right. so there, there's a subtle shift and you kind of wonder what's happening. Why is, has it been, why has it changed or it must've changed because I'm doing something wrong, you know? Right. Exactly. Oh. Um, and then a few other signs here. So if you talk about yourself, um, and they don't ask questions or they turn it around onto making it about them. That's another sign too. So you could be talking right. about your day and then all of a sudden they like basically switch it over right away and start talking about themselves. Or like if you're upset about something and you're trying to express something, all of a sudden they'll say, well, you think that's bad. Listen to this, you know? Yeah. And so they don't actually listen to have, show that empathy for you. Um, they make it, they turn it around and make it about them. Yeah. And they're like, basically don't even seem like they're trying to understand anything about you. Right. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think another big key one that this probably, what this is like, I think when you notice maybe something is off or, and you just qu can't quite like put your finger on it, but you know that like something doesn't feel quite right. And mm -hmm. this is when the, since narcissists lack the skill to make you feel seen or validated, understood or accepted because they don't actually grasp the concept of feelings themselves. Right. That could be what you're feeling because I think sometimes you're trying, you're like, Oh, we're having conversations. Like we connect, like I know a lot about them. I know what they're like. They're kind of, so you have this like relationship, but it's maybe more of a surface level relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're really, truly not, so validating feelings means that they're saying, they're understanding that this is the feeling you're having. They're not saying, why would you have that feeling or you, you shouldn't have that feeling or do something else or, you know, so they're not really um, seeing that you're having an emotion, they're disregarding it. Right. And so you keep trying to explain to get them to better understand, or you think you're not explaining it quite right. And if you explain it just the right way, hope at some point they're going to get it. Right. And so you're spinning your wheels and you're spinning your wheels over and over again. And they still, and sometimes they might seem like they get it, but then you realize after a little while, no, they actually really didn't. So, mm -hmm. so that's, that can be very frustrating, but um, yeah. So you're not seen, you're not validated. Um, you don't feel understood. Right. Yeah. And now we'll get into the very big hallmark basically of narcissism. And this hopefully can, if you haven't heard this term before, if you never knew what it was before, hopefully this can give you a, maybe open your eyes a little, uh, but gaslighting. This is a term um, for a form of manipulation and emotional abuse. Like we said, it's the really big thing that narcissists do. Um, right. So basically what it is, is they spew lies and falsely accuse others and spin the truth. And ultimately it distorts your reality. So they're completely right. taking whatever you've said and spinning it in a way that you're beginning to question yourself if it even happened at all. Right. 
right? Uh, it's, it's a form of brainwashing, I would say. Uh, so, so you really, um, the devastation with that is you really do lose sense of your reality and you really start distrusting yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of the signs that you, some indications that that might be what's going on is you really no longer feel like you are the person that you used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I think, you know, a lot of times people will say, yeah, I've lost a lot of times when you come out of a relationship, you kind of look at, wow, I used to be this person and, you know, now that's no longer the case or I lost that person, you know, so if right. you have that kind of feeling, um, you start, you feel more anxious and less confident, so you, you are second guessing yourself, uh, you don't trust your judgment as much, you know, it takes, maybe it takes you a long time to make decisions now because you're wondering, is this the right way, the right decision is that because it tends to be that no, nothing you do is right. Right, right. Um, it'll always come under question. Mm -hmm. So, so that's something, um, if you, you start feeling or you start questioning, are you being too sensitive? Because a lot mm -hmm. of times when you're trying to express an emotion to a narcissist and they, they may get upset, they don't understand. Uh, a lot of times they'll, they'll say, Oh, you're just being too sensitive. Right. I was only joking. So now you're questioning: Am I just being too sensitive? Mm -hmm. Or is that feeling accurate? You know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, of course, like we said before, you feel like everything you're doing is wrong because they can be, you know, picking at every little thing. Yeah. Um, having some kind of criticism about it, uh, thinking that you're always at fault. You're you're always wrong because a narcissist will never admit if they're wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of like the worst thing for them in their eyes. Uh, so they, so they will make you wrong and they'll spin it to make you wrong. So yes. it can be very with everybody else. You would say, you know, it would be very understandable. People would understand and, and accept that they might have been wrong in a certain situation, but a narcissist won't. That's mm -hmm. kind of like death for them in a sense. <laughs> um, you you often find that you're the one apologizing. Yeah. Pretty much you're the one and they never apologize. So, so that's a really big indication. Um, you, you have a sense of something's kind of wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on it. So, because I think because sometimes they're so charming and or a lot of times to the outside world, uh, they'll appear very charming and like have it all together. And so everybody else, like friends, family, sometimes will see this person as such a wonderful person and kind of question why are you seeing this different side? Like something must be wrong with you. You're now your family's telling you you're too sensitive. He does right. all these good things or she, I always I should say yeah. she um, uh, does all these wonderful things. And yet um, it's behind the scenes so yeah. that, you know, when it's just the two of you together. So, so they're not, so the rest of the people aren't really seeing it. And so, um, so that can be, you know, it, you get a sense that something's wrong, but you question why why you think something's wrong because everyone else is thinking everything's wonderful. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, 
you you do question kind of I think this goes back to just questioning your judgment um, mm -hmm. how you should respond to a partner's question well, you know I think maybe it's like you're walking yeah. on eggshells almost because it's yeah like you don't know like it's mm -hmm. almost like in any normal situation like your reaction or your response would be very normal or appropriate but you just know that no matter what you say they're not going to take not gonna it well exactly and it exactly. doesn't even matter like you could you could try both ways like you could say one thing and they would have the same reaction as if you said the exact opposite it literally doesn't matter what you said it's right. just they're going to react the same way no matter what in fact that would be a good experiment to test yeah yeah exactly <laughs> say it say something one way one time and then another way the other time the opposite, and then see yeah. what happens <laughs> and be like to the same exact response that i got from both right. both both, so uh, that would kind of clue words. you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and um, I think lastly, there's um, a lot of times you'll make excuses for your partner's behavior. So maybe you feel like, let's say they won't come to a party gathering or something. You'll make an ex and they're and it's because they're just refusing, and it's it's not something that you can really explain to people. And so you'll make excuses for their behavior. So if mm -hmm. you're finding you're doing that, then um, that's an indication as well. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, so those are some big signs. Um, so hopefully it helps kind of just determine for you or, and you know, I, I, like we said, narcissism is all on a spectrum. So you might notice these traits in some people and, um, I guess maybe don't just jump to a conclusion that this person is narcissistic, you know, just based on what we said in this, because like we said, it is a spectrum. Right. And so I don't want to get, I guess, like tell people, Oh, this person's narcissistic. And just because they like one time, you know, they, or they don't apologize or something like that. I think, I think it's best to kind of go by what you're sensing inside, what mm -hmm. you're feeling. So it's almost more that than, yeah. than the actual, obvious outside that you visually can see somebody doing but when you're sensing those things that we just talked about I think that's kind of the key for you that you are in a relationship with somebody like that right, right. so so pay attention to your feelings don't you don't discount your feelings they may you yeah. know the, nar the narcissist but you shouldn't because that's what's telling you something's not right yeah I think that's an important distinction to make definitely go more with like your instinct and trust your gut and trust yourself in that more than just what you see on the outside based on these signs right yeah right um all right so if you are in a relationship with a narcissist we're going to talk about what to do and if you are the narcissist we can touch on that a little bit too uh, right. but if you are in a relationship with one uh if you know, if you want to stay in a relationship with the person, it's definitely fine to try and work things out at first and see if, see, I guess it'll determine how far on the spectrum they are. So if they're, that's maybe what more, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, it probably does depend because if they're full fledged on in that narcissistic personality disorder, then it's probably 99.999% uh, possible, probable that it will not work. <laughs> Exactly. So, so it's really yeah. kind of determining, first off, determine if you still want to stay with the person and work it out and, you know, test some things out and try some of these things that we're about to tell you um, to see if uh, they are able to change. And then if not, the best thing that we can recommend is to get out of the relationship, cut ties if possible, just minimize contact as much as possible. Right. Um, 
obviously so emotionally disengaging. So it's really, I think the only thing we really have control over is just how we are responding and reacting and, and right. what we can now understand and know about the person. And if you, sometimes narcissists can get a, get you so upset. And so you may have very strong emotional reactions because you can't believe that this person is behaving this way or, or not understanding. So it can really get you upset, but that's what feeds the narcissist. Mm -hmm. So in terms of emotional disengagements, it's almost truly like playing that poker face, not yes. letting your emotion. Now you may feel it and that's totally understandable, but what you want to do is not show it. So you yes. want to just be very pat, pat, kind of neutral mm -hmm. in your emotional response to things, to yeah. express your emotions elsewhere, <laughs> yeah. but not in front of the narcissist because that's what's going to feed the narcissist. Right. And so they have less control over you when they can't get that reaction out of you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then again, this kind of goes along with it, but setting more boundaries. So just telling them and showing them what type of behavior you're going to accept from them and what you're not. Right. Right. So being assertive with the boundaries, uh, it doesn't, it just means clearly state, this is not acceptable. Um, this is what I need. If you can't give me that, then this is what I'm going to do. So mm -hmm. just very clearly setting boundaries again, not with huge emotion just right. more, uh, um, uh, neutral, very yeah, neutral, but, think, but firm. Yes. And I think what goes along with that too is sticking to facts instead of yes. trying to get them to understand your feelings or things like that. Right. Because they're not going to understand your feelings. And if so, they're always going to find a way to discount on, yeah. or, or make it about them or put it back on you. Mm -hmm. And so you're never going to get them to understand fully uh, right. what you're what what you want them to understand. So you just want to stick to factual information. This is the situation, and then here's what I'm going to do, or here's what I'm not going to do, um, but just factual. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, what we always like to recommend too is going to therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can go to therapy together, if you're in a couple. Um, this can be a way for potentially your narcissistic partner to become aware of their narcissistic tendencies. And that's really going to be a telling sign um, if they will actually start making those changes. The thing is with going to therapy when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, you want to make sure that the counselor therapist understands what that is. And I guess so do some background checking because a narcissist can present again, they're charming. So they yes. can present a, a side to them that can be very, you know, when kind of look very normal and like they're trying to be um, compassionate and empathetic and they're trying to make changes, but in truth, they're really not. So, so sometimes if you go to a counselor in that kind of and you're in that kind of relationship, it actually can make things worse if the counselor is not honing in on, no, here's the situation with a narcissist. Because they, they have know to know that they're in the presence of a narcissist. Right. Because the yeah. counselor needs to know how to call the narcissist out for his behavior, his or her behavior. Right. Uh, and can't let them get away with it. So that's right. really crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, so yeah, and then basically from there, if, if they're making changes and you can feel the shift, like again, we said, really trusting yourself and your instinct, if you can tell that they are actually understanding and becoming aware and 
making actual changes towards getting to know you and understanding your feelings and your side of things, then that maybe is a sign that, or um, it shows that they are willing to work on things and that you can stay in the relationship and things will get better. But right. like we said, it, it could be just something that they're putting on in the moment, in the therapy sessions and things like that. So it's again, really just following your gut instinct about that just and to see if they're actually going to change. Sometimes it's just to appease you to get you back into the relationship. Right, uh, right. So they'll do enough to keep you in. Um, yes. But then when once that thread is over or you start thinking that, oh, he, they are changing, um, then, then all of a sudden they'll, they'll po very possibly go back to how they were or, or they'll, they'll slowly, again, it's, it's always kind of, you know, sometimes it's not even under recognizing it. You're, you think, okay, there was one little slip up, you know, everyone has a slip up, but it'll be, so it'll slowly work its way back. And, and so you have to be careful of that, recognize, yeah. recognize that. And if yeah. you do decide to go on and break up with the person or end the relationship or whatever, um, know that they're going to probably do everything in their power to try to keep you in the relationship. So they're going to say all these things and do all these things in the moment that are going to want you to make you want to stay. Um, like you said, with the love bombing. Right. But actually, and yes, but if you do stick to your, where you are going to actually break up, mm -hmm. then the tide turns. Mm -hmm. And they will, they can be, they can lash out very strongly. Uh, that would be narciss example of narcissistic rage. You know, mm -hmm. if they're found rejected. So if they or, know that they, that they won't be able to get you back. They're not going to be able to turn you to stay in the relationship. Then this, then they'll. Right. And they can be, they out. can become very vindictive and worst case scenario, threatening, you know, mm -hmm. life-threatening. So obviously that's, you know, not a good thing. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, that if you're, doesn't if happen, you're but... prepared, make sure to be prepared for that. Know that they are going to do and say everything in their power to try to keep you in the relationship. Um, right. And then know that if you are going to, if you're able to stick strong and, and keep with, firm with your breakup, right. then know that this is what you can expect as well. Right. So it's people, um, therapists or the the idea then is to really come up with a safety plan for yourself mm -hmm. and prepare so what are you going to do should you need to leave the relationship quickly um have you know whether it's funds places to go a bag packed that you have <laughs> hidden somewhere that kind of thing so yeah. you want to be prepared if that's uh, the direction that it goes right exactly and then real quick before we end the episode we're just going to quickly touch on i think really um this is the uh if you are if you find yourself to be the narcissist what can we do and yeah. I think really what the only, the best thing that you can do is go to therapy and seek out therapy. Right, right. And it's, a, it's just unfortunate because a lot of times they may go for a little while, uh, but then they'll start seeing that the therapist is holding them accountable for their actions. And then they'll think that the therapist sucks <laughs> <laughs> and they'll say it's their, you know, they don't know what they're talking about and they'll probably you know, end the session. So yeah, so I mean, really, not all the time. And if yeah. you go to somebody who's really trained in dealing with a narcissist, you know, they, they can be successful, but it's, it's just very, very hard. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really mostly just, again, turning that responsibility onto yourself and looking at yourself 
right bringing a lot of self bringing in a lot of self-awareness right yeah so So there's not no hope but definitely more challenging (laughs) um all right so i think we are good for today i think we covered a lot in this episode i know it went a little bit longer than normal but i think this was really important and really useful information so i'm glad we covered this yeah Mm-hmm. And yeah, next week we're going to be talking about codependency. So the other side of the narcissistic spectrum. So that's exciting. Yay. <laughs> but yes, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it'll give you a, a nice perspective from the other side of this spectrum. So it should be interesting to talk about. All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Once again, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, that would be awesome. We would love to see that. And if you thought this episode was helpful, we would love if you could share with a friend or post it on your Instagram story and tag us in it. We want to get the word out again as much as possible. We think this is a really important topic too to discuss and and maybe not people are not completely aware of or know all the facts around it. So definitely getting accurate information out there is really important to us and hopefully to you as well. So share with as much as possible. And once again, we are wrapping up our 13 day self-esteem challenge and it was really awesome. But if you want to work with us, if you want to work on your self-esteem and you're interested in our programs, go ahead and check out our, the Illuminate Your Inner Light programs and course. There's a link in our in the show notes for that. And that's really going to be super helpful to, I think, a lot of you guys who are listening who maybe struggle with low self-esteem or just want to be happier and improve your lives and and we really get into the nitty gritty of the self-esteem and we know that if you take one of our programs that you're going to get really great results and you're really going to learn a lot about yourself and your self-esteem and it's going to affect and improve your entire life. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out our programs and otherwise we will talk to you next week. Thanks again.